And welcome back to the Film Realcast. It's Saturday. It can only mean one thing. It's episode two of Loki. And again, I'm joined by the lovely Neil. How are you doing, my friend? I'm very good, Stu. How are you? Yeah, really good. Really good. It's been... I still can't get used to Loki coming out on a Wednesday. I keep having to wait till Friday, then realise everyone's talking about it at work, and I've missed <laughs> episode two, and I need to catch up. Oh, well, maybe we should go on to a separate timeline and sort it out. And then we don't have to worry about it. Or you can become variants, just like episode two. I know, I know. It's... Uh, it's interesting I couldn't wait for episode 2 I did not know what would happen where it would go episode 1 when we spoke about it both really positive but it was quite wordy wasn't it there was yeah. a lot of kind of narrative there which there had to be um, and it ended on the note where everyone those time police were set on fire and I kind of wondered where's it going to go from here what kind of angle are they going to concentrate on um, and they go straight to well, straight to the action, to be honest. They go to Wisconsin in 1985. And this really confused me. I thought I had read the times wrong, but it's kind of like a LARPing event, isn't it? Where everyone's dressed up in their in outfits and recreating what it was like in Wisconsin back in whatever time it was. And then these yeah. time police turn up. Because I watched it, when I, before the date came up, I was like, why do they always make it like old time stuff look so shit? Like yeah. it looks like it's at some sort of event, and then it was a fucking event, so I look like a proper penis. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I thought. I thought, oh my god, they've gone tropey. Like everything is so neat, everything is the way you think it would be, and the same when every other TV series portrays this time era. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and then I thought, I'm being really smart because there's people in jeans that doesn't match. And then yeah, the, the penny like in those machines where it hit every single bump and eventually dropped. And then I realised that I'm not as smart, clearly, as well, I thought I was. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't just me then. That's all right. <laughs> and you see the time, please, locating a variant there after Loki. Um, and they all get their asses kicked. But this time there's like an element of magic to it, isn't there? That we haven't seen in the previous ones by this kind of uh, this apparent time, this kind of mystical character. Uh, and you get the mind control. It was kind of body yeah. control. How would you describe it? Well, he sort of takes over their body, I suppose, doesn't it? I suppose he sort of, yeah, takes control of them completely. Because um, before he used a scepter, didn't he? Yeah. Like, like the original Loki, who we know. But it's almost like he's, or, you know, this Loki's learned how to do it just by touch. So it's, it's the whole thing, isn't it, of are Loki, so to think, so to say, he, he thinks he's the ultimate Loki, but is he, you know? Yeah, uh, and that's it. And this really gave me a, uh, I don't watch it now. I used to when I was younger, because I used to really enjoy it, but now I think it's absolute shit. The, the Doctor Who. Now, oh, yeah. This, this really gave me a kind of Doctor Who vibe, where it's, it's safe a level of violence that you can put on TV and that the kids can watch, but it's creepy enough to kind of be a little bit scary to, to kids of a certain age where mm. these, you get that look in her eyes where the, the green shine, which kind of is Loki, where the, the guy's taken, uh, the, the female um, time cop has taken over and she kicks the ass of everyone. But the, the difference being this time is that she's actually dragged through the time porthole, um, whereas before they've all been murdered. So, yeah, 
I didn't know what he was doing there with that one. No, it's a completely different twist on it. Yeah. And I also wonder, um, you kind of never know in these series when they do put little snippets in, whether it's kind of building on something else. Because the next thing you see, um, Loki, Hiddleston, has clearly been made like a a time cop agent, even though they obviously rubbed everyone's nose in it as a variant. And he's sitting at a desk, shirt and tie, he's got all the files, and he's reading a uh, jet ski magazine, which we realise belongs to uh, Mobius. And yeah. I wonder whether that's going to play into something later on. It's a weird topic to bring up, but he's really interested in jet skiing. Yeah, they sort of allude to it a bit later on, don't they? About why he likes the jet skis. Um, it's, you know, something, it's like the epitome of what happened in the 90s sort of stuff. But it is odd, isn't it? He's, Mobius is obviously quite interested in Earth as a culture. Because you don't really hear of any other cultures, do you, at the moment? It's all about what happens on Earth. No, and it, and it kind of made me wonder that these, like the, the Titan Cop police and uh, people like Mobius and everyone else, were they at some point, were they variants themselves and they've had their minds reset and this is something from his past about jet skis that he really likes? Mm. I, 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 what do you think of that? Or do you think that's just too I, deep? Again, I don't know the comics, so I don't know. No, to be fair, I think that's quite an interesting way of looking at it, to be honest. I'd not thought about it like that. I just thought that he had seen jet skis and liked them, but that's me being simple, I guess. I like your idea a lot more, to be honest, that it's some sort of remembrance, if you like. There's that little part of him that can remember, you know, he was obviously a, a surfer dude in the 90s and stuff. And he mm. liked jet skis, potentially. It's interesting. I'm not. I, yeah, definitely. I like that idea a lot. Just because the world they're in at the moment, I know we haven't seen much of it, but it wouldn't be a place for jet skis and unless no. when he does time travel to certain places he sees them and he's fascinated with them i i don't know it'd be nice for that to play out because i mean i've got it just seems strange but i do like that you get that clock uh, that was in it the first time <laughs> that they explained the timeline uh yeah. and <laughs> the banter between her and loki is really really funny i enjoyed that can you hear me are you recording or are you alive? Uh, sort of both. Huh? Watch it. Where's your manners? Oh, hey, quit it. Ah. That is not nice. Oh, definitely. It was cute, wasn't it? Because he's like, are you alive or are you, you know, are you just a, a figment, you know, sort of to teach me stuff? And he's trying to hit her with a magazine. She's like, oh, stop that. You know, it's was, it was quite fun. Because we don't know. Is it real? I don't know. That's the thing. But it's, yeah, it's just really, really interesting if this is an AI or if there's more to it. If these are the way that they kind of do police it. If this is like the timekeepers, um, what they're like projected. Because, I, I mean, I was looking at this trying to, I always kind of, try and think of different things to talk about on the podcast and i was and i don't and it's difficult when i don't know anything about the sacred timeline <laughs> the timekeepers it's really hard but yeah. i was wondering whether the timekeepers because they've got these massive statues and they're really really in your face that 
whether they don't actually exist and there aren't timekeepers and it's propaganda and whether there's something kind of behind it which has created this facade see what i mean for their own good because why are they so desperate to destroy timeline every single brand are they doing it for their own good it'll be really interesting to see if that there aren't these three timekeepers that they're all going on about that loki really wants to meet and that mm. there's one person who's made up this myth for his own good and in the end the payoff is that he's a baddie and that's why they destroyed everyone else in this multiverse war so you're saying it's a bit like the wizard of oz yes yeah, yeah. It's a brilliant example <laughs> yeah absolutely brilliant example yeah, yeah just like that but uh, yeah what do you think more... of that do you think that's possible that's, i mean i, it, I, I, I don't be. know no, again, it could be because obviously, you know, like you say, Loki's obsessed with trying to meet them so he can sort of gain his freedom and or whatever he's going to do next sort of thing and it, what his big plans are. But, you know, he's always fobbed off, isn't he? Of, oh, you know, we could try and sort out and stuff like that. And there's the woman in this that sort of talks on behalf of the the timekeepers and all this sort of, you know, and no one said, well, I know we're only episode two, but it does seem like a facade doesn't it so i think you might yeah. be on the money with that one to be honest yeah it'll be interesting and they do go on a mission they've have obviously where the soldiers the time cops have been uh like beaten up and assaulted and one of them taken that they do go back to wisconsin and it's really interesting that when they're there loki instantly goes back to being the loki that we all know with the facade and the nonsense and I, I like it when he's pointing out that if if a loki is there they need to be taken out and he kind of makes it apparent that he's a superior loki and they show yeah. all of these lokis yeah. that look like freaks and he's shocked by a lot of them of what he sees isn't he it's so oh, good definitely. it's brilliant especially that real sort of beast one with the massive <laughs> horns and stuff and it's just like what the hell is this Jesus. I wonder whether we'll see those Lokis later on in the series. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we will. I think they've already sort of deleted them. So I think it was just a nice little snippet of this is what we've had to deal with before sort of thing. It always seems to be a Loki that's an issue, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It'd be really, really interesting. And all the time, um, Morbius is really kind of putting his neck out for uh loki despite mm. everyone shooting him down all the time and it, it's really good where he's in the circus tent or, or whatever it is and loki is trying to trick him with regards to this is what he wants this is the plan and he's trying to be all smart and the line that morbius comes out with um about being aware of his plans i think it's really good and again the the kind of working relationship and the banter between both of them is absolutely spot on it works so well doesn't it it's a trap he's waiting for you outside this tent should i secure the research charges no he wants me i'm the key to his plan he knows that i'm stronger than him almost one unit and he rightly believes that together we can overthrow and rule the tva but that's not what i want i have a new purpose i'm a servant of the sacred timeline and knowing what i now know about his tactics i can deliver you the variant but I need assurances. Yeah? 
Assurances that I won't be completely disintegrated the moment the job has been done. Right. And we'll need to speak to the timekeepers at once. They're in graver danger than we realized. He's lying. Just playing games. There's no one out there. Reset the timeline. Yeah, have me for a second. My ears are sharp, too. It does. It's because obviously, like he thinks he's very intelligent. And he is an intelligent guy, but Mobius is one step ahead of him in the sense of he knows that he's going to try and fuck him over. Always. So he lets him do this massive speech, doesn't he, about, you know, he's here and all this type of stuff. And if you go outside, you're going to die. And, you know, it, Owen Mobius is sort of going along with it and all this goes, ah, he's, he's just stalling us. Come on, let's go. You know, yeah. completely takes uh, the wind out of his sails, doesn't he? And he does that so well because it, mm. he is typical kind of Owen Wilson that is a character that is just so chilled out. As you said, like I think last episode, that he normally comes across like a real stoner. That you never see him kind of visibly angry. He never seems to show emotion of how angry he is or disappointed. And no. I like that about him because even when he did catch Loki out, it's just. As, he, as you say, he just said to him, like, let's just go, it's business about, let's move yeah. on to the next one. Yeah, definitely. But, it's, it, but I think he's going to get a stage good. where he can't put his neck out for him all the time. And it's kind of, you want Loki to stop trying to trick him and dick him around, don't you? You do, you just kind of want him to get it that he's, you know he just needs to work with these guys to help them and it might actually pay off for him if he does the right thing for once rather than constantly being, you know, trying to outsmart everyone. You know, he clearly is going to struggle to outsmart these guys because, you know, they they know him in so many different ways. But his is ego, isn't it? That yeah. It, it's such a massive ego that he can't, he can't see past it. It's quite funny. Yeah, and I wonder when... Um, Morbius goes to see um, that Ravona Renslayer, the one he's always flirting with. Mm. That, again, probably looking too much into these, but when she gives him a drink and she puts the cup down and he puts his cup down and she talks about leaving a mark on the table and actually show the mark and as if he's done this so many times before, it's a really strange thing to show like the audience watching of the, the the ring mark that he's left from his cup on the table. And even when he replaces it with a coaster, they make an effort and a point to show that as well, which is a really strange choice by the cameraman or camera person. Yeah. Maybe it's a story to the fact that, like you say, this has happened many, many times. He's tried this numerous times and that's why, you know, she's so reluctant for it to happen because you know maybe it's backfired or it's not worked or whatever and it's made things worse but she clearly believes in what he's trying to achieve i don't know it's quite interesting it's it's poignant isn't it yeah it is and it's good the way from there the relationship builds up between uh, mobius and loki that they need to work out how this variant is always avoiding um, like the time police, the timekeepers can't get one step ahead at all, which is really, really interesting. 
and it builds up to a good scene of where they need to work out how it happens and things from the past come into play like the bubble gum yeah which was a, again which was a really strange choice of them showing them that bubble gum in the first one when he takes it off the kid to for the audience sake why are they showing us that well yeah because i thought it was just loki being loki you know but like you rightly pointed out actually it actually came to something because they do the research don't they and yeah. basically to how he's thinking and, and they go they said that he's hiding don't know that he's hiding in um a, a, apocalyptic events yeah so they you know the only real evidence they've ever got by the looks of it is that bubble gum so they yeah. try and then place that bubble gum in history of an event yeah and i think that's such a good idea that the, the, obviously and it, it's so simple when they actually explain that to you mm. uh, and the, the payoff is when Loki which is a funny scene when he's in the library and he's talking about variants and then he's shushed by that lady <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny and it, it's just great because the arrogance of Loki comes out again that no one like he's the god of mischief no one could shush him and yeah. just to how pathetic and childish it is that he turns around and shushes her back. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant, isn't it? Look on his face. Uh, no, you shush. Go on. Oh, it's just so funny. I it love that. Cool. It's just going back to the old Loki again of oh, how definitely. dare you? Who the hell do you think you are? It's just... Oh, it so, carries so on. It carries on, doesn't it? When he goes to the um, the lady to ask for the files. And he's sort of like, you know, look at me, I'm the, uh, I work for the TVA, you know, I'm on a really important case, <laughs> you know, oh, you know, just doing this and saving the, you know, it's just fucking brilliant. She's just completely uninterested. And he's like, oh, can I have these files? No, they're classified. Oh, can I have these? No, they're classified. What can I have? <laughs> she just basically gives him files on himself. And there you go. Read about yourself, you arrogant twat. <laughs> <laughs> it's great because he's got no status here whatsoever no. is he no, and he still believes he has sorry mate go on no I was just saying it's just it's his ego it's his ego isn't it he just cannot get past the fact that he thinks he's the, the bee's knees they <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't give a shit who he is like, oh, whatever mate shut up Can I help you? Yes, I'm on some important TBA business. Follow up to a field mission, you know how it goes. We, uh, we redline near the apex and, uh, well, it's, it's never good. Um, I'd like all files pertaining to the creation of the TBA, please. Those are classified. Okay, I'd like all files pertaining to the beginning of time, then. Those are classified. Okay, the end of time. Those are classified. Okay, what files can I have? Yeah, just get on with it. I don't care. <laughs> and it's um, the typical thing of where you're waiting and you need to ring that stupid bell and, so, and there's no one else in front of you, but everything's got an order and that's the way they like it. And it's much his frustration. But he does work out, as you said earlier, that uh, every time that there's a massive event that and something there's like a destruction the apocalypse that that's the timeline 
And the way he describes it to Morbius, who's sitting there having his lunch, <laughs> and he takes his salad <laughs> off him. And he even goes to that guy, I can't remember his name again, and takes his drink off him. Oh, yeah. Okay. And explains <laughs> the destruction and how the uh, the Loki is hiding. It's just a, a really, really good scene. It's just so funny and done so well. And again, oh, yes. the, Owen Wilson is brilliant and Tom uh, Hildeston, they're so good together, these two. They are. They, are. they really are. I, I love it when he takes the salad. Don't take, don't, that's, not the, that's not the event. That's my salad. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's got the salt, hasn't he? He's got the pepper. He's got the drink. He's got everything to ruin his dinner. <laughs> and it works and it's just oh it's just great payoff i I love the banter between these two just awesome oh it's brilliant but definitely and, and it's so clever that that's where someone would hide because it, mm. if everything is destroyed that then there's no need to clean anything up because it's wiped out from existence anyway and, and that's so brilliant it's such a clever idea and it works so well it really oh. does Definitely. And it's so off just going back to Loki. It's so off putting when you're watching him and he's got the salt and pepper and it's as if he's milking a fucking cow. I don't know. It's just such a weird thing he's doing. <laughs> Anyone watches this is just it reminds me of Meet the Fockers when he's talking about he milked the cat and he gets his yeah. hand like the teats. Oh, it's a really strange thing. It, if someone really, doesn't really make a filthy meme about how he's doing that with a couple of something else's in his hand like you know it's an yeah. opportunity you missed i think oh 100 percent. i was clever <laughs> enough i'd do it but i am not definitely not clever enough but yeah so it, it, i'm glad that they didn't go back to ragnarok for this uh because that would have been it, we've kind of done that numerous times and we don't need that anymore but it's good where they do go they go to pompeii um and they he proves to him because M- M- Mobius isn't a believer at this point. He, he just I don't know whether it's he doesn't like the fact that Loki's got one up on him, or that I think it's more the fact. I don't know what your take is that I think he's so sucked into, and that this is where the speech comes across that about believing um, what the timekeepers say, and you learn that he sometimes has it doesn't agree with their methods possibly. But he does believe in the sacred timeline, which is interesting. Yeah. And that he doesn't believe Loki can prove the timekeepers wrong. Was that the impression you got? It, yeah. And the distrust, he's obviously thinks that if we go to a, a world event or something like that, you're just going to try and disappear. And he's, you know, I think this is something that he hasn't come up before, isn't it? So he's obviously worried that he's just going to try and do one whilst he's there because he obviously can use his powers again can't he when he's in back on earth because he hasn't got his collar on or anything like that and and i think you're right i think mobius is a little bit suspect of the way things are done and stuff like that and how sort of because you know he saves he tries to save people from being eradicated and stuff Mm. like that so i think you're right and there's an element of him that doesn't want he does, he struggles with it, but he doesn't want to disbelieve it because that's his entire world at the end of the day. You know, it's like finding out, you know, that something isn't real when, like a child with Father Christmas. Yeah, you know, definitely. You believe in Father Christmas all your life, and then all of a sudden it doesn't exist, mate. You know, it's 
the world falls you, apart. You've heard it here, folks. Father Christmas does not exist. He does, he does really, children. Him. He does really, children. <laughs> he comes no, down like your the... chimney. <laughs> when, um, where Loki says, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm, gonna go, I'm not going to go and stab you in the back. He goes, that's not what I do. And he says, I've seen you stab hundreds of people in the back. He goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's so true. It really is true. And even Loki's got a face of, yeah, fair enough. Like, yeah. you're right. It's true, actually. It's a nice side of Loki we see in Pompeii that just to prove his point that and he speaks what I don't know, whatever language it would be, Latin or whatever it is, Mm. telling everyone that he's uh, from the future and he's a a variant and that this is going to all be destroyed. And uh, Mobius is just standing there thinking, oh my God, this is just crap. He still doesn't believe it until the volcano explodes. And that's when he realizes that Loki is right. And I love that, that the penny drops and he knows yeah. Loki is right. And he knows that the variant of the timekeepers aren't as clever as they used to be. And that time can be manipulated still. Because mm. you could do anything because yeah. time's wiped out. I, I love it. I think it's so clever. It is very clever, isn't it? This is written so well. It keeps you guessing all the time. And the fact they've come up with this very sort of convoluted way of explaining time and how you can manipulate it and stuff, it's, it's brilliant, you know. And these two in the middle of it just make it, it makes this whole entire series so far. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And the the setup for this is, again, it's uh, Mobius putting his neck out for Loki because he even goes to Ravona Slayer and uh Renslayer and just says this is what I want to do and it's on his neck so episode three the fallout is going to be really interesting if any to what happens uh to Loki but they they do go to Wisconsin because it's going to be wiped out by a hurricane so that's where they believe um that the variant is this Loki and they go to Roxcart supermarket and it's great it's obviously it's a hurricane it's pissing down outside it's just so funny where they all get in the supermarket, they're soaking wet, and Loki just arrogantly, very coolly stands there <laughs> and just dries himself of his magic. It's so funny. And uh, Hunter is like, what the hell is that? It's just so good. And he says something about squeaking around the supermarket. Yeah, because we all your wet shoes squeaking around, and I'm trying to find this, you know, find, find Loki. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's... It is hard. It's good. It's, I like the fact they set it in the future as well. So it's not an event that's already happened. Yes, I, I like that. I thought that. that was nice. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, I think there's been so much. And I do get bored. And I don't know whether it's because of it's financially, it's more stable to do things in the past. But I, yeah, I completely agree. I love it that it's set in the future and it's just the unknown. And I think it's always good to see the way things work out. Definitely. And they do split up in the supermarket. Mobius wants to go with Loki, but Hunter says, no, that is just not happening. And they're being watched on CCTV by this figure in a cloak who we know is going to be the Slayer, who's laying these time bombs around. And it kind of goes back to the first one. And they're really ineffective, the time cops, aren't they? As even Hunter is as well. And she gets taken out first of all. Yeah, they're but... I don't know why they just have these batons. You know, you'd think you'd have something to disable the person and then use the baton to wipe them out, wouldn't you? You wouldn't yeah. 
just have a bat on. Because even stormtroopers could set their guns on stun, and these have to do close combat. It doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't at all. It's really backward, really. It, yeah, you think, you know, you're trying to fight God knows what, and you've got a little baton. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that involves you getting close to something that you've got to fight with isn't a good move whatsoever. No, no, it's not. So give me a bloody gun and then I can, or something, you know, a net even that shoots out of a gun. Just give me something that I don't have to touch them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. And it becomes apparent that this is uh, Loki. Again, we don't know what form it is, but it is the other Loki, the variant that's been coming across. And I think one one thing that's before we talk about her is quite interesting is when they've got everyone in the supermarket gathered around and they're trying to work out which one's Loki because they know that she does or he does at that time come in all different forms. And you've got this time cop just like a bloody Nazi soldier just smashing yeah. everyone about. And you do see the different side to Mobius to saying these people are scared. We're not going to get anything out of them if we treat them like cattle exactly yeah and that's his human side though isn't it he, he does actually care about people it's not just the timeline he actually cares about people's lives and stuff like that and he's clearly that bloke's just a jumped up idiot thinking he can do what he wants because you know it's just going to get deleted anyway yeah and it, it's that human side mm. that interests me in his past you know yeah, no, definitely. And I think you may have hit the nail on the head a little bit earlier that maybe he he can't remember everything because when he says, oh, have you ever been on a jet ski? He's like, no, I've never been on one. But he's obsessed with them. So maybe he is from that time and accidentally walked into a different time. I don't know how. We Maybe we'll find out later. And then he became part of the... Um, you know, the time cops and stuff like that. But he has elements of his memory and yeah. his love love of humanity sort of thing. I don't know. It's interesting. It will be, yeah. And it's and Loki kind of starts to work his magic when he, he, he soon obviously learns that this is the variant. And he tries to convince... And it, because it goes from being Hunter to this other guy who's like a shop... Um, one of the guy who works in the shop. That you don't know the true form of what Loki is yet. And he tries to reason with her saying that I'm kind of gained their trust and I'm going to take down the timekeepers and I need someone with me to help do that. Do you think that this was him trying to trick this him, her timekeeper or that he actually meant, he actually means it as a plan that you can help me and I actually do want to do this. What do you think? I don't know. Cause he says, doesn't he, he says to, um, the other Loki that you know I stalled them whilst you were in that other timeline so you could get away um when they were in the tent at the start at Wisconsin so he obviously had figured this out a little while ago that he was there and he wants his help and he obviously wants I think he does want to meet the time lords or whatever they are and potentially try and take over so he can cause as much mischief as he wants I don't I'm still very confused about where he is it's still yeah. his, his ego is the fact like he says you know you can be my lieutenant and all this sort of stuff you know if you're trying to recruit someone that thinks there is your equal or better to then patronize them to say that you can be my underling you know that mm. it's 
I don't know. I, I'm. It's got me guessing, to be honest. I, I honestly don't know. I, I hope that he, he's trying to do the right thing and work with with the you know the time police and sort it out. But it's Loki, so the likelihood is he's got something underneath all that that he's trying to achieve for his own personal gain. So yeah, because you do get that time cop who the one who was dragged away in the circus in the first one, who that um it, it kind of they do find her locked in this room and she, and she is panicked and really confused and she says that I told her I told him that um he knows where the uh timekeepers are now which is yeah. a, another interesting thing because they all kind of make out that or, or from what we're told as the audience that no one knows where these all-powerful all-being timekeepers are but yeah. apparently uh Loki does now the variant Loki does so and she's already said to our Loki, we know Hiddleston, that I'm not interested in these timekeepers. So I don't know how that's going to pay off, um, and kind of which way that's leading us as like the audience, whether this person is going to just. I want to know where they are, so I can destroy them. I want to know where they are, can meet them, because two of them are completely different things. But we do learn yeah. that there's loads of those time um, time bombs, for want of a better word. Um, laid around the supermarket, there's shitloads of them. Yeah. And and Loki has a fight with this massive redneck freak. Um, and it, do you know what I thought of you? I when I watched this fight, <laughs> I thought of you not because of oh, this guy is fucking like a massive redneck. That's not what I thought of you. But <laughs> from our Terminator franchise, which we're doing, which is available on YouTube, Android, and iTunes everywhere on the globe, that. He picks Loki up and throws him around. Oh, yeah. And that is a massive bugbear for you in the Terminator <laughs> franchise. Explain to everyone why that is. Uh, because they're a Terminator. You, t- you don't pick someone up and throw them about to kill them. You just fucking kill them. So it just, you know, in the one and one and two, they they kill people. After that, they just throw people around. They just become the... <laughs> Wrestlelators rather than Terminators. <laughs> when Loki gets picked up and thrown about every time, I thought, oh my god, is Neil watching this with a raised eyebrow going, oh, for Christ's sake, here we go again. <laughs> it's, 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 I mean, I get it in this because he's showing the, our Loki who's the more powerful. So I kind of get it. And I don't think he wants to kill him. I no. think that he wants, he's obviously got a plan for this our loki so to speak so i can see why he's doing it um but yeah so no i wasn't thinking about it in the terminator sense but thank (laughs) you for thinking of me and my sanity because how much it really pisses me off (laughs) (laughs) i always do yeah after the fight that the this loki uh, the, the one who's like the redneck just drops on the floor after the eyes glow up green and that's when we see the actual figure of Loki and it's kind of Lady Loki that mm. is just there, which I didn't expect. I was really, really surprised that it was a female. I, I don't know why, but I, I really like the fact that it's a female. Do you? Yeah, it was a different twist, wasn't it? Because I did wonder, are they going to have two Toms, Hiddleston's, you know, on yes. screen at once and stuff like that? And I'm really pleased they haven't because then it opens it up completely to something different. So 
this is the first time because every other one they showed of the variant was all like a beast Loki or a, a different version of the same him basically but this is completely different yeah that's a really good point actually that it's a really wise choice for them not to have a monster for them to have a normal person and to have a female yeah, yeah. i think the payoff for that is is brilliant i think it's a really good choice because you're right it would have been terrible to have a split screen and two yeah. lokis it, oh, it just would have been shit i wouldn't have enjoyed that no, I think it's been done in a sense, hasn't it? I'm sure, you know, things like that have been oh. tried and tested many times with the same people on the screen at the same time and all that sort of stuff. So I'm pleased. Yeah. I'm very pleased they've done it. And you, it finishes with the the time bombs, all of them going off and causing a nexus effect where it does reach the red line. And we know that if it reaches the red line, that it's... Uh, periods of hap- of chaos that happen in time that even the timekeepers can't undo and that branches off to multiple effects which is going to be so interesting to see mm. the fallout from that it, it really really is and lady loki disappears through one of the time holes just as uh morbius and the rest of the time cops go there and loki's caught in the middle and he decides she leaves that door open so yeah. I think it's an offer of come with me. What do you think? Oh, big time. Because normally you walk through and they close and it's left open because she wants him to come through. And then, then Mobius turns up, doesn't he? And he's like, no, don't do it. You know, and he, he walks through anyway, which for to Mobius must have been absolutely horrendous for him because he's put trust in him. He started to work with him and think that he's sort of, on his side and he just goes looks him in the face turns around and walks through so yeah. you know all that trust that he thought he built up and he still betrays him well has he is he going there to figure out what's going on so he can then work with the tv we don't know yeah and that's it that's a great point that what uh, what is it going to happen is he kind of got his back to her and you see in like the like the kind of control center the, the panic that they've got there um of what's happening the fallout from all of these time bombs and you then see uh ravona renslayer go and pick up this kind of sword thing and yeah i didn't know if it was one of those batons that they all have and she's sort of just going back into action so to speak I don't know if there's anything special about her baton. That would be, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but I wonder what that will be. If there's going to be um, payoff to to what's going to happen with regards to her, and mm. if they, she's going to develop into a bigger character than we actually thought. But it's left so good. Is Loki going after her because he wants to take her down? He's is he trying to join forces? Just again, it's left on such a huge cliffhanger of excitement yes. that. I can't wait for next week. Oh, me too. It's it's fantastic. It's like we said earlier. You know, we're only two episodes in. It's written so well. You just very much like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, though it's a very different type of program. It's written so well that you just can't wait to watch another one. You literally want to just press play on the next episode, don't you? I and wish. just binge watch it. You just. Yeah. But we have to be patient. We have to wait, and it's I frustrating. But. I, then I get to think about it, which is fun. But yeah. I, 
what I do like is that the TVA, like the way where they work and how they dress, they dress really old, don't they? Mm. Sort of yeah. 1930s, 40s sort of equip, like all the equipment looks like that and the way they dress, it's quite odd. It's almost like it's stuck in the past. It is, yeah. When you see the credits, I always watch the credits to see if there's, if it's different from last week's. Um, mm. to see if they do, do drop hints in and the credits are really old the, yeah. like they do paperwork no one does paperwork if they're in the future it's all computers yeah and you're spot on mate it's really set in like the 70s kind of isn't it it is and that's what's so interesting about it it's like and you the more questions are asked aren't they about the timeline and the timekeepers and stuff like that why have they chosen to have their lot still working in the past when our present is more advanced than what they're working in yeah do you see what i mean as in like you said computers and you can touch a button and the information's there in front of you for them they've got what read through reams of paper and stuff yeah. like that it's it's, it's really weird it's it's very odd so that maybe there's more to it than that maybe they're keeping them that way so they don't become aware of what they actually are and stuff maybe i don't know yeah find out next week or week after it'd be great but yeah mm. episode three next week we'll be doing that one and we do have next week uh as we've mentioned before uh terminator genesis will be recording that which will be really interesting is gonna be a definitely 100 percent a divided opinion on this Hawks played his hand pretty early yes. so we know where he's coming from yeah and uh I think Paul's going to have to have plenty of evidence on the table to try and twist us <laughs> for regards to our opinions of it. That's all I can say. But oh, we're going to be recording that on Wednesday. That'll be out on Thursday. Um, so, yeah, I just can't wait. So many good podcasts. And it's going to be the Indiana Jones um, quadrilogy, whatever it is we're going yeah. to do, which will be great to talk about. And everything in between that um, of different random films uh, that myself and it'll probably be yourself, Neil, doing it as well. Oh, definitely. I'll be there. So there's loads. So check us out on YouTube, The Film Real Cast, iTunes, Android, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, The Film Real Cast. We're on everything. Subscribe and you won't miss an episode. Great stuff. I'll let you crack on with your weekend, Neil. Thanks ever so much. It's been great to talk about Loki and I will speak to you during the week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Goodbye.